In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that is not going to make a WWE Capital Carnage joke this week. Fuck, just did. <laughs> uh, it's not going to make an insurrection joke? Damn it. And uh, I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks. I'm joined, as usual, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, just living the dream. That's all. <laughs> Who, whose dream? Uh, Can I get in on that dream? I saw some pretty terrible nightmares a couple times. Like Nightmare on Elm Street 1 through 74. So, <laughs> yeah. This, is, this has been one of those weeks. Also yeah. joining us from up north, RCMP JLB. What's going on, man? It goes on, guys. It goes on. Here in Quebec, we have a curfew going on, actually. So that might be interesting for you guys. After 8 o'clock, we gotta be home, or else we get fined $1,000. So I'm just here. I would have been home anyway. So nothing's changed for me. So it's going pretty good, good sir. Pretty good indeed. Well, we had a, a kind of big week for wrestling and, and a big week for other stuff going on. And you know what? We're just not going to talk about the other stuff because... Guys, uh, I got to be honest with you. Just one little thing. We're going to talk about... Insurrection. Just one thing. Insurrection. I have never heard this word be used aside from the WWE pay-per-view. Now it is being used like it's nobody's business. Am I crazy or do you guys use this word very often? Uh, we've used it quite a bit in America, but usually referring to some third world country. <laughs> okay. But you are a person who doesn't listen. We're not talking about it. <laughs> yeah, not talking about it. Like, we were talking about the word. That's all we were doing. Yeah. You're having an like, insurrection against the podcast rules if we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> yes, everyone listening knows what's going on. Everyone has their opinion on it. Anyone who follows me on any social media probably knows my opinions on it. Let's move on. All right, let's do it. Crime. So, um, this is the WBU. Yes, this is the WBU. So we're going to talk about wrestling air quotes crimes this week. Uh, before we get into that, though, I'd like to remind everyone, Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So once you're done listening to the show and, of course, clicking that like button, clicking that share button and subscribing to it as well, head on over to TatnusCo.com. Check out the other shows on the network there. And then come back because later in the week, we're also going to do a fantasy booking show where we're going to have lots of fun with that. And we and, should be getting back to Botchalongs here pretty quick. Yep. Botchalongs would be starting soon again. Um, had to take a little bit of a break, um, unplanned due to holidays and all of that stuff, but uh, we're going to get back into the swing of everything here soon. Um, but let's get to talking about wrestling crimes. Like I said, we had a big week in wrestling. A lot of big stuff happened, so a lot to talk about. Um, I, I have a prediction that at least one of the crimes we talk about involves a certain WWE backstage producer. Yep. Um, and so might as well just get that out of the way. So who wants to charge that crime? I'll do it. Okay. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Coming straight from our district attorney's office, DA Vincent K. Fabe. What's your crime, man? I, I think we're talking the same one. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say the Roman Reigns storyline is, uh, um, is here's, this is your life, uh, not Adam Pierce, but no, this is your life, John Laurinaitis. This is repeating the same crap over and over and over trying to recapture Rock versus Stone Cold and it's not going to work. I will give them one thing here though. Laurinaitis was supposed to be behaved a little bit more like Vince did when he was going up against CM Punk slash John Cena. Um, this one, at least Adam Pierce acts like he doesn't want to be a part of it. That's well, the and only plus I'm going to give to that. Yeah. I mean, the, the grand scheme of things, we're going to put all the cards on the table. 
do we really think Adam Pierce is actually going to wrestle the match at Royal Rumble versus Roman Reigns? Because I don't. They better not. They I... better not. I swear to God, this better not be a thing that happens. Because if it does any other I wouldn't watch. He's the best wrestler as an authority figure to do this with that they've done this with, other than when they kind of did it with King Corbin or Constable Corbin. Um, yep. In the that, grand scheme of things, what I almost, I'm willing to go on the record right now and say, I don't think he's actually going to wrestle. I think what's going to happen is it's going to come to the day, uh, which is what, a week away now? Are we in go home week or are we two weeks away? Two weeks out. Two weeks because uh, no. it's the end of the month. So two weeks from now, we're going to get to the actual event and it's going to come out and Roman Reigns is going to be ready and uh, Adam Pierce is going to come out and he's going to say, I, I'm not cleared to wrestle, um, but I have found you a replacement. And it's going to be some big name. God, please KO. The KO matches were great. The KO matches were good. I, I almost wonder if they're not going to try to use this to kick off a new star. Um, so my speculation goes to a certain person who I know uh, DA Fabe is going to be a little angry, is no longer going to be on NXT, but I'm thinking uh, Damian Priest. Yeah, that could be. Uh, You're giving credit. I don't see him going straight to the world title picture, yeah. though. You're, exactly. You're giving WWE way too much credit, especially to put an NXT star like right away into the title picture. It's honestly just going to be KO because that feud is a joke. It might not be. I don't. I don't think they're going to have him win. Really, a good feud in match worthy. I don't think they're going to have him win, but I just I feel like. That's the best way to bring someone up from NXT. Have them come up and make a big impact right off the bat. Still lose because you have you have heel Roman being able to use heel Roman tactics. But it's a way better way to use a call up than just randomly sticking them in a Royal Rumble. And, and that's, that's exactly. It. And even all more than that, just the reports that I've read have all stated that they are really high on the former Punishment Martinez. So that's always what I call him. Uh, Damien Priest. It's coming. That, I knew you were going to say Punishment Martinez. That, that it's, it's so hard for me to not. I just, that's what I know him as. So that's what I see him. Anyways, I just, like all the reports I read state that they, they want him to have a big impact right off the bat. That they've got big plans for him. And that's the way to do it if you're going to do big plans. Now, like again, do I think he's going to win? No, he's not going to beat the big dog. He's going to come out. He's going to lose due to heel tactics, probably uh, interference by Jay Uso helping out. Um, but that's the easiest way to put him into the main event scene. Because you put him in the Royal Rumble, he languishes in mid-card, and he eventually becomes Cesaro. Mm. Ooh, it's a win. I know it's not gonna happen. I'm just reading. But anyways, but that's you know even if it's not Damian Priest, that's 100% what I believe is gonna happen. Is Adam Pierce is not gonna actually wrestle this match. They're just gonna build it up for a couple weeks like he is, and he's gonna he's gonna have a different person in his place instead. Maybe. I think it might even happen earlier, though. I think it might be on a SmackDown. I think the reason why we're seeing Sonya Deville be Pierce's partner is Sonya Deville is going to get him out of it because she's going to be the new authority figure since Pierce is now going to be a superstar. They're just going to say some stuff like, uh, I'm not a wrestler um, kind of thing. I don't have a wrestling contract. I'm only a backstage. I'm only signed as a backstage thing. And that's how he's going to get out of it. And then out comes KO. It's really, I really don't, I think you're maybe giving Vince too much credit. I, uh, I think you're giving Vince too much credit for, for this because I think he knows and most people know that Adam Pierce is a former NWA multiple time world champion. So five time, five time. Yes. Five time, five time, NWA champion Adam Pierce. Yes. So um, they're not going to try to pretend that he's not a wrestler. They can pretend that he's old and retired, but that hasn't stopped every other old and retired wrestler in the world from wrestling in a match. Heck, Jerry the King comes back on a regular basis. Um, so, so that's not going to stop them. The only way storyline is going to be him 
using his backstage power because they haven't said he doesn't have backstage power. He just was usurped at one point. But he's going to come out and say, I I, I just, that's just 100% the storyline I see coming out of it. He's going to say, I'm not cleared to wrestle due to whatever. And maybe they, they set it up a little bit more by having him have some sort of altercation with Roman on the week before, you know? He comes out and he calls Roman out and Roman comes and spears him. And then at Royal Rumble, he says, oh, I, my back's all messed up from the spear. But don't worry, I've got your replacement all lined up. Because they're not going to announce it beforehand. Royal Rumble is always about surprises. That's the like name of the whole game for Royal Rumble. Surprises. Yeah. Um, or who knows? Just knowing WWE, they might just go with it, too. Which would be horrible. No, I, I as much as, again, I think Adam Pierce 100%, at least in his prime, had the ability to main event a pay-per-view like Royal Rumble. WWE's not going to have him in one of the co-main events. They're not. They're not going to bank their show on that happening, especially when the other main event is another retired superstar facing off against a young upstart talent. They're not going to have that twice in one show. I don't. I don't right. Call. Um, I don't, uh, know. I don't know. Drew McIntyre an upstart talent. Oh, in WWE's mind, he is because <laughs> they don't understand how he got so good when they he wasn't working for them. It's like we fired him and he sat at home for three years and got really, really good. You know what you need to do, guy? You just need to go home and do nothing. What? <laughs> yeah. Look what it did. Yeah, maybe that's why we haven't seen Mojo Rawley on TV for a while. They think it's going to turn him into the next superstar by just keeping him at home. It's not. <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say it's not. <laughs> no, I, again, SmackDown's the show that I have a hard time watching because fucking Sling TV. And eventually I'm going to switch to something else so that I can watch it. But, you know, for now. And I Sling even has watch-alongs now, which is really cool. Like, you can watch along with your friends the same mm-hmm. show. Yep. Except but no SmackDown. But not SmackDown. <laughs> not SmackDown. Yeah. But, uh, but I keep up with what's going on. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. We're going to have a heyday with that. Um, it's, it's a bullshit storyline. But what did we expect from WWE, right? They're the kings of bullshit storylines. In the end, he's going to find someone else to take his place. The thing is, it's got to be someone that they want to portray as an ultra baby face for the time being, at least. And KO is a good example, right? And so, you know, I'm not going to say 100, I'm 100% thinking it's not. I just, I've been reading so much about how Vince and all the bookers in WWE on the main roster are so excited and so high on Damian Priest that wasting him in a Royal Rumble is is not what I think they're planning on doing. They're planning on making him do a major impact right off the bat. So that's my speculation. But Okay. Rhea Ripley's also reportedly pulled up to the main roster. Uh, so we'll see what happens with her, too. Damn it. Yeah. That one I'm a little more pissed off about. Yeah, that one I'm frustrated with just because we know that she's just going to be fed to Charlotte eventually again because you know not the first time that she was fed to Charlotte and get lost on the main roster and eventually they're going to sign someone like Ronda Rousey back uh and they're just going to feed her to Ronda Rousey and they they've messed up so much with Rhea Ripley so much really since Flair since that whole Flair thing she's mm-hmm. been done. I wasn't I wasn't mad about her losing to Raquel Gonzalez I really wasn't her losing this week to Raquel Gonzalez no but the storylines going up to it, going back to, like JLB said, to losing to Flair, right? <coughs> that just cut her off at the knees. After that, she was no longer this force to be reckoned with that they had built her up to be. And, I mean, maybe you could blame COVID because, was it that WrestleMania? Yeah, that mania she was facing Flair, right? Or was it the mania before? It was that mania. I think it was that mania. Supposed to be at the stadium, and then COVID happened, and then they changed everything around, and then they just screwed her over. And I'm just like, man, why did you build her up so much, though? Like, 
She's so good. She is your next flare. She could have been your next flare kind of thing. I don't know. Well, the problem is that it's not that she lost to Flare. It's that she never got her win back from her. Right. She she never... Because I get it. You want at Mania Flare to win. I get it from a booking perspective. Have your big draw win at Mania. Uh, but then have Rhea Ripley challenge for that belt back. And, and win it back and have that come up and, and have... But, but no. But now Flare's back and Flare's a good girl now that she's the face that'll change better charlotte flair does not work as a face it's i don't know if she doesn't work as a face it's just she's so good as a heel she just doesn't work as a face just doesn't i and and some of it's some of it's the flair name and all that stuff i never trust rick flair i never trust a flair as a good guy uh yeah no that's fair that's fair and so because of that you don't ever want to use the phrase punchable face in regards to a woman. Uh, but, well, I mean, Chris Brown might. But Charlotte Flair is is pretty close to, to that, in my opinion. Oh, Jesus. And I think she's stunning. I'm not saying she's not good looking. I'm just saying she's got a punchable face. That just, has nothing to do with and- it. Uh, yeah, and it's not about looks. It's literally just about because she's so good at being a heel, you just want to punch them. You know, exactly. Looks yeah. like like MJF is a good-looking guy. Don't let him know I said that. But but he's also got a punchable face. Yeah, Sammy Guevara's got a punchable face. I want to see him take a run as a face, but only because he'll eventually turn heel. And then you'll really want to punch him in the face. Oh, okay, so what you're saying is, if this was a Dr. Seuss story, you'd be Dick 1 and he'd be Dick 2. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Why would you punch her? <laughs> I'm not saying I would punch her. I'm saying yes, I would sit probably back and watch. I, I'm just saying I would sit back and watch as Becky Lynch punches her. Or oh. Rhea Ripley. Or Bianca Belair. I, or I pretty I much... Think- you really wish we had a female co-host right now. I, I'm, I'm Charlotte just saying. Face. I'm just saying that that's her her strong suit in professional wrestling is to be that jerk hole heel that as fans we want to see her come up in, and that's something that the, is in the Flair bloodline. People always wanted to see Flair get his what for, oh. and that's what we're waiting for with her. But unfortunately, now they're like, oh, she's a good guy. And her dad botches things and ruins spots on shows. I still, I, I have watched that scene over and over and over again and thought to myself, there is no way that that's a, that that's a botch. <laughs> like, but it was. Planned on how that is. It's, I think it's a kayfabe botch. I think it's a worked botch. Well, he wasn't supposed to trip Flair, though. Which was the thing. He was supposed to trip the other one, but Flair messed up and tripped the wrong person. I don't think it's kayfabe. I think they just worked with it really well afterwards, and Flair played nice with it. And um, uh, Peyton, go, I think it was Peyton or Lacey, kissed Flair and said, Thank you, and whatever. They played with it nicely. They didn't make it seem like it was a botch, but. I mean, I don't see why this would be a thing anyways. It wouldn't make any sense. There's no storyline here to be told. I don't think of. Or, and now there might be just because, hey, this happened. Let's make something happen. I don't know. But all the new dirt sheets have reported that it, that wasn't supposed to happen that way. So I don't think it's necessarily a kayfabe botch. It was just an actual botch. And Claire is old enough to do botches like this because he randomly gets too excited jumps the Here, gun here's where i'll play devil's advocate for da fabe um because i i don't see a point for that storyline one way or another for da fabe's argument that this is the storyline of him botching is is the kayfabe storyline that it wasn't a botch that's what they're just saying i remember and da fabe will remember a whole storyline Going back to WCW, where a certain Brian Pillman was kayfabe fired 
but then it turned out he was really fired. And the whole thing is that they worked everyone. They, it, they've they even gone for years now getting crap for what they called working the boys, which is doing a storyline and pretending that it's not, not kayfabe the entire time, even to the point that the people backstage think it's not kayfabe, uh, just so that they can. And frankly, I think that's what's happening. I think that he, the, the thing went off exactly the way it was supposed to. And now they're spreading the story that it was the wrong thing to try to work us and work the boys. Yeah. See, that's why I'm, I'm just like, there's no way that that's not a word. Why? Why? Because then you can have Charlotte yell at her dad and say, I don't want you around me anymore. And Char- Charlotte's already making a little bit of a heel turn there by freaking out on her dad. Uh, okay. But you don't even need that, technically. Um, See, I, but I, I, I don't know. I said this before to you. Is what what storyline does it tell if he did it the way it's supposed to go? Air quote, supposed to go. What storyline? And but, she could feel anyways because she would have won off cheating. But my point still being, if he accidentally trips the girl, that means he wasn't supposed to trip her. So what storyline are they telling with him accidentally tripping the opponent of Charlotte? No, 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 but he didn't accidentally trip. He was supposed to trip the uh, Charlotte's opponent, but he tripped Charlotte instead. But my point is, the, sto- the stories say that he was supposed to accidentally trip Charlotte's opponent. Accidentally. And it was a very... Now, that's a botch, because it was a very intentional grab of tripping somebody. But that's my point is, the story is that he was supposed to accidentally trip someone, and he accidentally, accidentally tripped the wrong person. But what story are they telling for him to accidentally trip her opponent? That should be a purposeful trip of the opponent. Yeah, he's a heel. He's a heel. So the fact that the storyline was for him to accidentally trip her opponent doesn't make any sense. That's why, to me, it makes more sense that this is them making up a new story to work the fans. Because he accidentally... Now, the the original story was he was trying to accidentally, from the looks of it, trip... Um, oh, I can't remember her name. Um, uh, uh, Lacey Evans? No, the other girl. Oh, um, is it Peyton? Peyton, yes. Peyton. <laughs> I was like, man, I got Billy Kay stuck in my head and it's not Billy Kay. Um, Peyton. <clears throat> Peyton Royce. And then he grabbed Charlotte by accident. That was the that was all of it until after the fact. And so, suddenly people are like, no, he was supposed to accidentally trip Peyton and and trip Charlotte in, in, in real life, not in kayfabe. And I'm like, well, no, that doesn't make sense. That, that doesn't tell a story at all. <laughs> that tells zero stories. None of this tells a story. It's no. this is because then, then you just have tri- Charlotte get tripped. She gets up, and then they still win the match. Charlotte still wins the match. Charlotte lost the match because of it. That has to be the reason they did that. It I doesn't don't make know. Sense. It, it doesn't make sense either way because you don't even need this for Charlotte to turn heel. Allow you allow Rick to retire and never have to come back. Oh, that you you and I both know that's never happening. And what makes it worse is they were old. <laughs> It's happening. What makes it worse is they also removed WrestleMania 24 off the WWE Network, so we don't even get to see Flair's retirement. <laughs> so I don't think Flair, I don't know, man. I feel like Flair's always going to randomly come back. Like, he's never going to stop. He's not going to wrestle anymore, but he's always going to be there in some way, shape, or form. For sure. Not going anywhere. Woo. He needs to go somewhere. He needs to go away. I I I love Ric Flair. He's a part of some of my favorite memories as a as a young wrestling fan. But he needs to enjoy his retirement and stay at home and let the young guys deal with it now. Anyway, authority <laughs> or the, ch- the title doesn't work. <laughs> so well, we'll move on to crime number two because that was a very meandering crime that started off yes. on Adam Pierce and John Laurinaitis. And, wow, and ended up on Charlotte Flair and Ric Flair. Um, I I still think with with Adam Pierce, I just don't see any way. Like I know he at least as long as he's kept in ring shape, uh, 100% can do the match. But there's no way that WWE is going to have 
both of their world title matches at Royal Rumble be against part-timers or not regular wrestling. They're going to have them, at least one of them, be against a full-timer who's expected to make a big splash. And so Kevin Owens coming out and doing it, big splash. Uh, a debuting Damian Priest would be a big splash. Uh, having Retribution come out and T-Bar do it would be, I guess, a big splash. They're not going to do that because they don't think Retribution has any worth, apparently. I mean, yeah, they just done messed up. That whole Retribution was a cluster F-bomb uh, from the get-go. So, Well, yeah, and, and the sad thing is we've seen the blueprint for how to handle a, a group like Retribution multiple times before. Whether you go through Evolution or NWO or DX or, or whatever, we've seen this before. Nexus, you have them come, you have them run roughshod, you have them win by all means, um, and then eventually you can have the good guys give them their comeuppance. They haven't done that. They've botched it so bad because uh, Retribution hasn't really won. Yeah, they've won a few matches, but incidental matches, and they've lost more than they've won. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to the next crime. JLB, you got a crime for us? Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's just, I guess maybe a cop-out crime. But, um, uh, wait, was it this week or last week? I think it was this week. Goldberg. I bet it was last week. We didn't really talk crimes last week anyway, so. All right. Well, Goldberg. Um, Goldberg. Yes. Goldberg. So... It's a crime because one, why the heck is Goldberg coming back? It's a, it's a charge, and it's also a, maybe it's a lighter charge just because of the rumors that I did hear about potentially Goldberg being in the actual Rumble itself, and that I was really disappointed if that was going to happen. But nope, we see Goldberg come out and uh, make some stupid claim that he doesn't believe what Drew McIntyre is saying about respecting the legends. Um, it was so weird and cringy. I didn't even make any sense. Um, and I was like, wow, Goldberg, you really do suck on the mic. Like, I remember we reported a while ago that um, when they were doing the whole uh, Goldberg and Roman thing of the video packages, they didn't really want Goldberg to say much because he tends to go off on a tangent and doesn't necessarily follow script because he just goes Goldberg crazy. Um, but yeah, man, Goldberg versus Drew. I mean, the only positive is I see this making, I guess, Drew look better because Drew had beaten Brock and now he's going to beat Goldberg, who technically beat Brock. So it might make him that ultimate villain, I guess, uh, the ultimate superpower. Um but no, I, I really don't want to see Goldberg. I didn't want to see him after he faced Taker in that match in Saudi Arabia. And I certainly don't want to see him now. So I don't know. You you have all these superstars coming up. Why not Damien versus Drew? You know, you didn't have to necessarily set that up on Legends Night. But you could have set that up somewhere. Um, that would have been pretty awesome to see. Drew can work. You don't put a guy like Drew with freaking Goldberg. What is this? I don't know. Like, if there's, there's more bad than good. It might make him that superpower because he beats Goldberg and Goldberg beat Brock. But uh, it's just so lame. Like, I don't know. Anybody but Goldberg. Really, anybody. Give me freaking anybody but Goldberg. Well, I mean, ultimately, this is just an example of WWE doing what they've always done. Anytime their ratings take a hit and they start to wonder what, what can we do, how can we get the ratings up, their default answer is bring back a bunch of old people. And right. the thing is, over the last two years, we have seen this lather, rinse, repeat on basically about a three-month schedule, right? Yeah. Ratings drop, ratings drop, a new low in the ratings, bring back a bunch of, of legends for the night. And that pops the rating up. So whether it's Raw 1000 or uh, the SmackDown anniversary show or the the draft shakeup, superstar shakeup, it's always their thing. Oh, our ratings are low. Let's bring back a bunch of legends. 
And when you bring back a bunch of legends, there's only so many things you can do with them unless at least one of them is going to challenge someone for a match. Well, and look, it worked. It drew a 2.128 million viewer rare, uh, viewership for the Legends Night on Raw. So, I mean, you can't really hate the fact that they do it when it all went from the lowest rated show ever to now getting 2.128 million viewers. I can hate Legends. whatever I want to hate for yeah. well. Sure can. Second Still hate ball. it. <laughs> but I mean, ball. you Which can't hate the time are you arguing? <laughs> No, no, no. I was just, I was just mad about the Goldberg uh, portion of thing, bringing Goldberg back. I was just saying you can't hate that they do it because it does do good for them in the rating. And I'm, I'm saying that we 100% can still hate that they do it. Yes, for sure. But you can't hate the fact that they do it because it benefits them with ratings is all I'm saying. For sure you can hate it, of course. I'm not... Uh... I can hate it for whatever reasons. <laughs> I can hate that it benefits them. And things. I hate it in every respect. Yeah, and the thing every, is... Every time it spikes the ratings, they go, ha! It worked! Yes, it worked! Let's <laughs> do it again in two months. And here's the deal. There absolutely is a way to use Legends effectively and and respectfully. And the thing is, I think we've been seeing it in AEW. Um, you can have legends like Sting or Arn Anderson or T Tully Blanchard or Jake the Snake Roberts. And you can have them in a way that they help you pop some ratings, but also not just be like, hey, it's a night where we're going to have a bunch of legends come back and not do anything consequential. And then, you know, they'll disappear the next week. And I think that's because here's what's going to happen. Yeah, it might have spiked the ratings for one week, but do you think those ratings are going to stay around for next week? It's not Legends nope. Night next week, <laughs> right? It, stay if around we compare the last legend you wanted to see. Yeah. If if we compare their ratings to the previous weeks, they probably got about another half a million people out of Legends. Do those people tune in when it's not advertised as a Legends? I don't think most of them do. So it's a temporary pop. However, if you take some of those legends um, and you work them into an active storyline where they're not actively wrestling, but they're still around, they're still there, that's a better way to do it. People tune in to AEW because they like Tully Blanchard. People tune in because they still think Jake the Snake Roberts is one of the best people on the stick in the business. Uh... People tune in for some of that stuff. Now, yeah, it's not to the level of WWE yet, but but I think that's a better way to use Legends than just trot them out once every couple of months for, for a ratings pop and then let them disappear again. Think how many wrestlers on WWE could benefit right now from having a Legend in their corner. Yep, tons. You know? And inversely, head on over to, to AEW, and how much has having... Tully Blanchard in the corner with FTR helped them a ton. How much is having uh, Jake the Snape helped Lance Archer a ton? How much has having for four weeks in a row Sting come out, stand next to Darby Allen, hold a baseball bat, and not fucking touch anyone? And how much has that done to help Darby Allen? I would say a ton. That's the way you use a legend, right? And yeah, eventually they're going to have to, and this is probably one of the crimes for AEW, um, because they're going to eventually have to have Sting actually altercate with someone. Um, he doesn't have to be a lot. He doesn't have to take any bumps. He can just beat someone with a baseball bat. They had plenty of that this week on Dynamite anyways. Might as well have had Sting do something. But yeah, no, Goldberg versus Roman, nobody really wants to see that. Nope. Especially, when did we get the uh, Keith Lee versus uh, Drew? That was, no, oh, that was that Same match night. happened, right? Like, you ruin such a great move. You could have just ended with that. And the Legends clapping over that match just ended. That was such a phenomenal match. And I am surprised Vince allowed that Spanish fly to happen. It was done remarkably well, but oh my god, I was surprised I saw that kind of flip they do on Raw. Because um, I haven't seen them go, especially Spanish fly. I don't feel like we, I've never seen a Spanish fly on Raw or SmackDown in like the last, or ever, to be honest with you. What a great match that was, though. 
And then have Goldberg freaking ruin it. Bunch up. Yep. That's my rant. Not even a good way to say you're next. No! I, did we even get a you're next? No. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Not even. Like, it's your one saying that you say really well, I guess. And don't even do that. Like, ugh, I don't uh, So, what is your crime, Mr. Mr. Schmarch? Well, my crime is once again going to be one of my uh, infamous positive crimes where instead of complaining about something, I uh, praise something in um, instead of causing a crime. But AEW Dynamite uh, was was just overall great. But how great was that ending? That's my crime. I, it, it was it was everything we've wanted to happen out of this AEW Impact partnership crossover thing finally coming to fruition. To have the Impact Tag Champions, the Good Brothers, show up on AEW and assist Kenny Omega there. To have Moxley come out and try to attack them with the barbed wire baseball bat. Other people try to help Moxley eventually get super kicked by the Young Bucks and the Young Bucks join up with them. Yes, it's it's control C, control V, uh, the Bullet Club storylines from New Japan, but here's the deal. They worked in New Japan and they work just as well now. It was a great ending to a great show. The only downside to Wednesday is because of what happened Wednesday in the real world, Ratings for both Wednesday shows were down drastically. Less people watched Wrestling Wednesday than normally do because they were too concerned with whether or not we were witnessing the end of democracy. Uh, And that's kind of sad. Canada's got us covered. Yeah. But so instead of getting, because the previous weeks, AEW got almost a million viewers each week. This week, about 680,000, I want to say it was. It's a pretty big drop off because people are watching, you know. And last week they had a million? Almost a million. It was uh, 997,000, I want to say. Okay. Well, I mean, was, I guess that's not too bad considering. It was just really close to a million. And I am fairly certain it probably would have broke a million this week if they weren't looking at all that stuff happening on this channel. Right. But they were. But they were. Yep. Um, do you guys know anything if the Tonga thing is a work or not? Because they're basically saying that they're not the real Bullet Club and so on and kind of get why he's one of the original members. Um, uh, what, is that what... genuine hate, though? Or is that like a storyline that might build if there's ever AEW Impact and JPW? Uh, I would say it's 100% a storyline. Um, but that's not saying that there's not maybe some beef there, but it's 100% a storyline. And the reason I can say this is it actually goes back to when Kenny Omega was still in New Japan. If, if you get a chance to watch, I shared that five part series to the discord server. Uh, it's New Japan's the recount where they go back and they talked about the history of bullet clubs. It's five parts covers the origins, the rise of um, the Young Bucks, the Kenny Omega, and all of that, and Cody Rhodes coming. Anyways, the storyline at the end, when Kenny Omega was leaving, uh, Cody Rhodes had come up, and there was this fighting for the leadership of the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes and, and Kenny Omega, and there was all this other stuff happening, but the side story that they were telling was Tamatanga, Tangaloa, Bad Luck Fale, um, and a couple of the other ones, basically saying that the rest of the Bullet Club was not the real Bullet Club anymore, that they had abandoned everything Bullet Club was about. And so uh, Gorillas of Destiny and the rest of them were the real, the OG Bullet Club, and the Elite was not really Bullet Club. So this is just continuing that storyline. This is just them saying, oh, now you're back together. Well, you're still not the real, the real Bullet Club. That's still us. Right. Um, Tamatanga is notorious for using Twitter and Facebook to continue storylines. Um, he built an entire feud with Simon Miller from What Culture 
to lead up to a match that was supposed to take place last summer between them, uh, acting like he 100% hates him online. And we know for a fact that he doesn't. It's all storyline. They built up a storyline on Twitter two years ago of the What Culture guys infiltrating the Bullet Club party uh, at G1 Climax, I think it was, um, and getting beaten up by them. Tamatanga uses social media as an extension of the storytelling. So that's 100% what it is. Whether it's actual or whether it's just him using it to keep keep the storyline going, I don't know. I would like to think that, I would like to hope that they're working on some sort of partnership, New Japan and, and AEW, and it would be, it would be, I think, a boon for everyone if they did. But uh, as of right now, that storyline is 100% um, a work, if you say it would. Mm. It's well, fun. I mean, yeah, I'm all for it if it uh, well, it's, won't be a while. I mean, technically, they had Moxley go to New Japan, though, so they can kind of set something up. Uh, where I guess they can bring the Tongas down and maybe start that or whatever have you. The, the Moxley thing, Moxley had written into his contract when he signed that he was allowed to work New Japan. But it was as long as it didn't conflict with his AEW duty. Um, so that's not really a partnership between New Japan and AEW. That's just him. A Moxley thing. Okay. A Moxley thing. Um, and there's a couple other that I believe. I think Jericho has it written in that he can still work in New Japan if he wants to. Um, but I, I 100% think this is just Tamatanga spotting an opening where he's like, hey... This is I could continue the storyline from before Bullet Club or before they left New Japan. Right now, I could just continue that storyline. That's tons of fun. Mm. Uh, but that doesn't mean they don't maybe sometime institute that as a real storyline. I'm just saying that as of right now, I I don't think it's necessarily a real thing happening. Um, I'd love to be proven wrong though. <laughs> Nothing would make me pop more than to tune into uh, Revolution to watch, you know, Kenny Omega defend the belt against someone and then have Gorillas of Destiny rush the ring and attack him. I'd be, I'd pop hard. Literally. <laughs> Fair. No, yeah, that would definitely be tons of fun. But, now, I'm, I'm just interested, too, if the Good Brothers... So do you think the Good Brothers are legit also just going to be every week in AEW now? Uh, no, maybe, but I doubt it's going to be every week. Um, I think what they're probably going to do is similar to what they did in Impact is a lot of like backstage pre-recorded vignettes where the Good Brothers are in his trailer, for lack of a better term. Mm. I don't think they're necessarily going to appear on the show every Um But who knows? It would be nice to... But what... I would love, because they hint at it in all... I, if you haven't been watching the Impact and haven't watched the paid commercials that Tony Schiavone and Tony Khan do, every single one of them is brilliant. But he, it's always Tony Khan dropping these hints like, I've got all this money and I could buy Impact if I want to. And right. nothing would, would make me happier than Tony Khan buying Impact. Uh... I think that would be so much fun, especially if he bought it, but he kept it as a separate company, but allowed there to be this kind of revolving door between them. You know, like the brand split's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Valid. I would say, interestingly enough, that that we can spin a lot of stuff because you bring that up and then you also said, oh, control V, control C, which was actually our first crime was control v control c or control c control v um and and then now you've just said uh, it's what the brands was supposed to be and then they had to do a wild card rule and i i would say they're carrying themselves differently but you're a mark dude <laughs> it's uh my first name <laughs> and yeah. most of my last name yeah, all but all but one letter of it, in fact. And Ed, you know, we haven't really talked about my middle name, but it's also it's it's Marcus. <laughs> and Mark Marcus Smarks. Um, no, he, 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 here's the deal: is like, uh, yes, I think AEW is great. 
There's no doubt about that. Um, so I'm definitely, I even said it on one of the shows like six months ago that I'm an AEW mark. I, I 100% stand by that. Um, but AEW is doing these things different than WWE. Not necessarily than, than New Japan. Um, that's why I say it's a control C, control V. But here's the deal is I liked it when New Japan was doing it too. Um, the problem is, and that's why I said like the brand split's supposed to be, right? If they do it right, it's not copying the brand split. It's doing it right. If the brand split did it right, we've talked about this before. The brand split doing it right would be truly operating it like a separate company. So it's not a wild card rule. It's not this. Anytime a wrestler from the other brand shows up, it's literally an invasion. Um, and so... You operate it like two separate companies. You operate it with two separate belts and two separate things like this. And you don't have a you know, yearly draft between the companies. You literally operate them as two separate companies. And then every once in a while, you can have the crossover, which company is better pay-per-view. Um, but the problem is WWE doesn't do it like that. They do it like this whole, you know, mishmash where it's not a separate company. It's the same company, but it just has four champions, you know? Um, and so it's WWE SmackDown and WWE Raw instead of TNA Impact Wrestling and AEW Wrestling Dynamite. So, uh, but no, I'm 100% AEW, Mark. I, would, I will have you also know, though, that I was going to follow up this crime with AEW doing it so well with uh, also talking about NXT and some of the stuff that they did and how it is a shame that because of the same stuff that kept the ratings down for AEW, that less people got to see the Kyle O'Reilly-Finn Balor match that ended the night, too, for them. Because that was a banger of a match. Um, fortunately, we live in an era of DVRs and internet uh, so hopefully a lot of people who didn't watch it live were able to tune in and watch that match too. Because, you know, those were two matches head-to-head -head effectively that if that was the Monday Night Wars, if it was Nitro versus Raw, I would have had a hard time choosing which one to watch um, because they're they're great matches either way. And this was, uh, this was the same sort of Sophie's Choice. But I chose one way. Okay. I DVR'd something. Anyway. No, I, and... I don't. I don't. Disagree. Was it actually better than the first match? I don't know if I would have said the the uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus versus Finn Balor was better than the first match. It didn't end with two people injured, so <laughs> that's a plus. Here's where you could argue it was better from an actual work rate wrestling standpoint. Pretty even. You know, but where this one might be slightly better than the first one is probably in storytelling mm. because it plays off the events of the first one and and it plays off the things that they didn't plan about the first one, which are the injuries. It involved a whole lot of Finn Balor targeting Kyle O'Reilly's jaw, you know, okay, nice. just like Kyle O'Reilly broke his jaw. Uh, it involved a whole lot of Kyle O'Reilly going after Finn Balor's shoulder, you know, just like Finn Balor hurt his shoulder. Right. And and that storyline that they didn't have in the first match because that hadn't happened yet. So adding that into this, I think, might have raised this one up slightly better, if only storytelling wise. Because like there was a scene where um, Finn Balor had Kyle O'Reilly in some sort of a hold. And Kyle O'Reilly made it to the ropes and was able to grab the bottom rope with his teeth because his arms were, were being held. And Finn Balor just got up and kicked the ropes up into uh, Kyle O'Reilly's jaw. Uh... That's a storytelling element that they didn't have in their disposal in the first time because it didn't reference something that had actually happened. Like, I, they could have done it, but it wouldn't have had the same effect is what I mean. Right. Um, but no, I mean, the, the NXT overall was was great uh, this week. It told some good storylines. Um, it set some things up. Like I said, it set up uh, Damian Priest leaving to go to the main roster, likely. It set up Rhea Ripley leaving to go to the main roster. Um, 
But it also brought Zia Lee out, finally reappearing after her um, her and Boa going off and, I guess, training under Mysterious Woman. We still don't know who it is yet. Um, so that that was fun to see. Um, it had, of course, like I said, Damien Priest versus Karrion Cross, which allowed Karrion Cross to look strong, but Damien Priest to still look strong as he left. Um, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae versus Kushida and Shotzi Blackheart is just a fun match all around. You know, I it, it was a great show. Um, and AEW was a great show. And it's just sad that these two great shows got less viewers than previous weeks because uh, America's going to hell in a handbasket. Oh, stop. On that night, it was. Can you argue that it wasn't on no, that night? I'm just, I'm just saying, oh, I stop. thought you didn't want to talk about it. That's why I said, <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> One job. I wasn't talking about it. I just said that that's why they weren't tuning in. And that's sad. So, yeah, sure. Other than that, like, that's my crime. I think it was just a phenomenal night of wrestling. I would just wish more people had watched it. Um, I know a ton of people have tuned into AEW's YouTube channel to watch what happened um, and get ahead of it that way. So I guess, but it just seems like it would have been a little bit nicer if they would have just uh, watched it live. Let's see here. <laughs> they also would have got to watch Snoop Dogg give the absolute lamest um, frog splash ever. It's kind of a True. drop splash. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I mean, it's Snoop Dogg, no wrestling experience, whatever. It was lame. He didn't hurt anyone. He didn't get hurt. Sasha Banks ribbed him on it on Twitter, which was hilarious. And um, yeah, Snoop Loop does a frog splash. Never saw him do anything like that in WWE, so take that, WWE. So yeah, so I'm just looking at AEW's uploads and looking at viewership overall. And uh, skip down past the dark on there. Da, da, da. Shocking end to New Year's Smash. 844,000 views. Now, here, here's what I'm going to say. The ending, all of that stuff, the Bullet Club stuff, um, we have to take that separately and also talk a little bit about that match beforehand. Phoenix versus Omega. Um, that is AEW's first five-star match of the year, and it was on their first show of the year. I think that's important to point out, that they got a five-star Meltzer match in their first show. Yeah, also that's smart. Not but um, but, no, but the, the highlights of that match only have 253,000 views, so even on the internet, it loses out to the two suite at the end. That's because we tune in for the show, not the wrestling all the time. Uh, the weigh-in with Darby Allen and um, Brian Cage has 792,000 views on YouTube. That's probably the highest amount of views I would have expected um, for a not match, not major storyline sort of a thing. Like a weigh-in. Would you would you ever expect a weigh-in on WWE to get that much views? I wouldn't. They don't do weigh-ins. Yeah, that's they do contract signings. True. Would you expect a contract signing on WWE TV to get almost 800,000 views? Depends on what happens during it, but if it's just a standard contract signing where people just sign contracts, nope, nope, sure wouldn't. When was the last time WWE had a standard contract signing where people just signed contracts? That's why I said that. It's not going to happen. I would probably watch that on YouTube if it happened. <laughs> I'd be like, bullshit, let me watch that again. There's no way that, wow, that actually did happen. No, I'm going to watch it one more time just to make sure. But let's move on to misdemeanors. Who's got some misdemeanors for us? I have one misdemeanor. It goes against Disney Plus for me binge watching The Mandalorian this week because uh, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's bad. I didn't watch much wrestling. <laughs> Have you at least made it to season two yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm several episodes into season two. I'm not. Luke hasn't showed up or anything yet, but I know that that happens. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like the best part. The last three episodes are the best part of season two, just so you know. Um, and it's technically wrestling related because Sasha really kicked butt on The Mandalorian. Um, 
Which, have you gotten to her episode yet? That's episode three, I think. To Sasha's? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, season two? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen her in it yet, though. No. Okay, I yeah. think it's like third season episode, so you should have if you've gotten that far. You would 100% recognize her. They didn't, like, hide yeah. her under prosthetics or anything like that. It's 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 Sasha well, Banks. I tell you what, um, Tim, I the the episode with Timothy Oliphant, I sat there and just stared at my screen. I was like, God, why can't I place him? He was the first fake Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And I just stared and stared and stared. He's not aging that great. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> I just, you know, I remember him in, in Go. <laughs> I, my wife and I are actually in our free time re-watching Justified with Timothy Oliphant. He's the best. If you haven't watched Justified, watch it. It's phenomenal. Oh, yeah? Yes. Fair enough. I'll put it on my list. Um, And, you know, if you haven't watched Deadwood, watch it, too. Um, but be prepared for a lot of people saying cocksucker. It's their favorite cuss word, apparently, in Deadwood. Oh, okay. Is it British? No. It's set in the Wild West. Deadwood, South Dakota. Oh, all right. Fair enough. You got that, cocksucker? Yes, cocksucker. <laughs> you know what you guys are? You're a bunch of cocksuckers. Um, I bet you someone so, put a list online of how many times they say cocksucker. And I'll have to figure that out. I'm sure. Um, in terms of misdemeanors, I don't think I necessarily have one. I had one before. I'm like, oh, I should remember this for when it's misdemeanors. And then now I forgot. Um, I, okay. Yeah, no, misdemeanors, not re- I'm sure there is some, but not really thinking any. I'm just overly still disappointed by Goldberg, which got my charge. <laughs> and the whole Pierce thing. <laughs> Ask and you so receive. Someone on Reddit counted 279 times in all seasons. Altogether, that's kind of not a lot, though. No, it didn't last that many seasons. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And apparently, they made a they made a video of them all. <laughs> I believe it. I feel like you're gonna watch it now. However, um, while they say cocksucker a lot, they also say fuck two thousand nine hundred and eighty times. Wow. Yeah. There's thirty six total episodes. <laughs> wow. Which just happens to be more than twenty more episodes than uh, Firefly had. Yeah. God, we should do an entertainment show. We might have to sometime, but Except I, we all of our shows for pro wrestling. You'd have to start <laughs> oh. a separate podcast for it. No, that's why you got Real Talk Radio, guys. Jeez. So Not we'd have to start a separate podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Something, something entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> something that people would listen. That doesn't review crappy shows. Yeah, it's got to stay away from shit like. The Bachelor and fucking um, The Bachelor, Big the Brother and shit like hey, that. You yeah. shut your filthy mouth. I just reviewed Wonder Woman 1984. Good for you. So my misdemeanor, it actually goes to that Phoenix match. Phoenix versus uh, Omega. I, I'm charging misdemeanor to fucking Ray Phoenix for defying gravity in that backflip over Kenny Omega, landing behind him immediately into German suplex. Wow. That was wild. What? I literally had to rewind and watch it twice because I'm like, how did he do that? That was so good. Um, I've heard other people say it before, and I'm now firmly in this camp. I firmly believe Phoenix is the more talented of the Lucha Bros. I'm not trying to take anything away from Penta El Zero M, but... I think Phoenix has the bigger upside. I don't know. I see them always fight together most of the time, so I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't pick yet. I feel like that would be, that would be mean. Uh, the- just watch that Omega match. Oh, I and, did. No, no, no. And, Phenomenal. And then, and then find the Omega versus Pentagon match from, you know, a few weeks ago. Yes, compared to that match, absolutely. And one hundred percent, Phoenix wins. I think he's the more talented of the two. Uh, he doesn't have quite as good of a look as Penta. Penta really nailed it with his look. It's very marketable, very unique. Uh, whereas Ray Phoenix just looks like another guy in a mask. But that's my misdemeanor there, is is that that was defying gravity. That was absolutely insane. We'll move on to commendations. Commendations for this week. Um, I can't have said all of this stuff without commending Omega for that match, Phoenix for that match, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and 
and uh, Finn Balor for their matches. Uh, those just have to go out there. But you know what? I'll I'll throw a commendation for Snoop Dogg for being a 50-year-old man and deciding to, despite never having any training, do a frog splash. That's what I'm saying, though. Good old Snoopaloop, 50 years old, no training. I mean, it's going to be garbage. You just know it is. But at least he did it. Kudos to him. I, uh, I'm i going to give one to not a celebrity and get out of the entertainment industry. I'm going to go back to professional wrestling. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to get stabbed. That's what I'm going to do right now. Uh, Lindsay Dorado, for your fuzzies on the side of your mask, really good when you beat the Hurt Business. <sighs> wow. I'm going to the kitchen right now to stab myself. Okay, yes, sorry, guys. <laughs> Lindsay Dorado in commendation show. <laughs> 2021 is off to a shit start. <laughs> eight, is, eight days in, one celebrity death, one Capitol building getting rioted. It's all over the place, but And Lindsay Dorado getting... Lindsay Dorado getting a commendation. And, and exactly. This, this 2021, I'm glad to know that season one of 2020, season two of 2021 started to pick up right where 2020 left off. It's just going in that same direction. So at least kudos to them for continuing a storyline. Um, yeah, no, honestly, guys, I really, although I don't like the Roman Reigns whole thing that is happening, I think I finally learned to appreciate Roman Reigns' heel gimmick. I really do like it. I don't just hate him because I hate him. I hate him because of the heel character he's actually playing now is so well done. His cockiness, his attitude, I just love it. I just don't like this whole Adam Pierce thing, but I enjoyed what he was saying on the mic and so on, his cocky attitude, think he runs everything. It felt genuinely good this week for some reason. Like he felt comfortable, I felt now, like it worked. So yeah. Roman Reigns gets an accommodation. Yes, Yes, and accommodation. He gets an accommodation because he's got a place to live. (laughs) What did I say? Sometimes they comp him a little bit, you know. Yes, he gets extra accommodation. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) But I think that more or less brings us to this show. It's been a crazy week in the world. And uh, while we've tried to pay as much attention to wrestling, let's be honest, uh, there's been other stuff in our minds a lot recently. And we're not going to, like, we've talked current events and politics on this show a bit before. We're not going to get into it. Everyone knows what happened. And uh, we're hoping to that you took this time to have a little bit of an escape from it. But... I'm going to be honest, we have less to talk about this week because all of our minds have been on what's been happening, too. Even the guy from up north whose uh, own system of government isn't being threatened still... Yeah. Could never be to be more Canadian um, in that regard and thankful, but I certainly do feel for you guys uh, up north, um, up down south, rather. I think it's cool to have your own self-governing territory for the U.S., Say that again, you were kind of cutting. Sorry, I was drinking my root beer. I said, I think it's cool that you guys have your own self-governing territory. We're not a territory. We're a country. All right. You're a territory of the United States. It's okay. It's okay. You're more interested in our politics than your own. That makes you a territory of the United States. Not at all. Our politics are very boring. And I guess, thank God for that. Huh? 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 Okay. But I do generally feel bad for what's going on for you guys. And uh, yeah, here's to it getting better with a new president. So so basically what you're saying is American politics is like the trailer park uh, of, of the politics of Canada. Of Canada. Like, Canadian politics. Like, like Canadian politics is boring. It's the suburbs. It's, you know... People go out and they mow their lawn and all that stuff. American politics is the fucking trailer park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean, look, it's valid, though. I mean, there's nothing really that goes on into our politics, really. It's, you know, it's it's certainly, it's interesting, but there's no crazy news on it, you know? So uh, we look to you guys to provide us with the entertainments in terms of poli- political stuff. 
and we succeed in doing it. You certainly do. That you certainly do. But so on that note, I hope everyone listening um, is safe and stay safe. And here's hoping that we get more good wrestling this coming week. Yep, yep. But so we're going to say to close the book on wrestling booking unit make sure to like share and subscribe to this podcast i mentioned before doesn't matter what platform you listen to it on there's going to be some way to subscribe to it so that you get notified as soon as we post new episodes there's going to be some way to share it on your social media so other people can hear um the podcast and hear what you enjoy and uh, follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe. And he might actually tweet again this year. It might. Uh, you can also follow JLB at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8, anchor.fm slash RTR. That is it. That is all. Back to you. Make sure to I head on over to our change that a little bit. Hey. New, new year, new spiel. Yeah, you know, I gotta switch it up. You know, new year, new me, as they say. It's new year. So, new uh, but you know. So make sure to head on over to patreon.com slash raw and order WBU. You can support us there, or you can support us at our merch store, shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU. That's hard for you to remember. There will be links to our link tree in the doobly-doos, so you can head on over there and, and get in that. Also in our link tree linked in the doobly-doos is uh, the Discord server uh, that you can hop on there and send us messages through there. And talk with other fans of the show so do that but on that note we're gonna close the book thanks for listening and we will see you all soon seriously if adam pierce wins the title i'm storming the performance (laughs) oh jesus oh jesus